Hello and welcome back to Bible Girlies. It's me, Julie and Ruth. And today we are going to talk about the Good Samaritan. Yay. From the New Testament. I'm so excited because I don't fully know this story. I've just heard of it, but um, I'm excited to learn the details. It's from the New Testament, uh, which is the Jesus book. Also, a Samaritan is just a description of a person who comes from a place called Samaria, which is no longer exists, but it used to be in what is now Israel. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, let's jump right into it. Jesus had gathered some people around him to help them understand the Lord better. One of the men asked, Jesus, what can I do to make sure I'll go to heaven? Jesus looked at the man for some seconds before he replied in a passive... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Jesus looked at the man for some seconds before he replied in a passive-aggressive tone. Do you read the Bible? The man responded quick. Yes, of course. Jesus said, well, can you tell me what it is about? The man said to love my neighbor, but I don't know who that is. Jesus pondered and said, well, it's not that simple. And he started telling the story of the Good Samaritan. <laughs> First of all, I love how Jesus just like gathers people and they just like flocks around him and like listens to him like that and are asking him questions as if he knows like yeah the right thing to do. I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I wrote in the notes that he was the OG influencer. And he kind of was because people were just gathering around him, listening to his words as if they were the truth and the facts. And that's how people act with their favorite influencers. And he just became famous by saying all these inspirational quotes and stuff. So he really <laughs> is the OG influencer. Yeah, he just had a way to like captivate people. Yeah. And draw people in, which is what influencers do. They're just like interesting enough for people to want to like listen to them and stuff like that. And which he was too. And I feel like this was almost like a Q and A session a <laughs> yeah. little bit because in one of the um, sources I used, which was Bible stories for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Again, um, <laughs> it's just a funny source because. But basically, he was just like sitting on a rock, and all these men were just like standing there, like Jesus, what do I do? <laughs> As if he just was uh, the all-knowing, which I guess he did present himself to be. But the fact that they believed it is fun, yeah. To think about, and it's also funny because he was just like a rebel, basically. Like he wasn't a priest or anything, but people were just like, yeah, I think we're gonna believe this man, <laughs> like. I don't know. It's so it's crazy how that happened. Maybe he was just like so charismatic. I don't know. Yeah, and he was a good storyteller probably because what he's doing in this episode, spoiler, he's going to tell a story. <laughs> and I feel like he did that a lot. I mean, that's basically the whole New Testament. It's like his life, but also just story times. Yeah. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho which is on foot a 15-hour walk, to put into perspective. 
It was a lovely sunny day. The man was singing to himself when all of a sudden some men ran out from a hill and charged at him. They took all of his things but didn't stop there. They beat him up badly and led him on the road to die as they ran off. Shortly after, a priest was walking down the road. As he saw the man, he said, Wonder who that guy on the ground is, but I am already late, so I have to go. A while later, a Levi, which is a person who is a part of a group, but also like works in churches and stuff like that. So not a priest, but like in that kind of work field, came by and saw the dying man on the ground. I can't see if he's dead or alive, but I'm sure he will die anyways. I need to go. So after a good start, Jesus is already saying like the priest and the Levi, they didn't care about a dying man. Wow. He's criticizing religion. He's criticizing the people in it, at least. <laughs> and that is so true. Even like today, there's so many priests who are like Christians, which should be about love and helping. And then they really don't give a fuck <laughs> about anyone and will not do that in practice. And they only like to be in that power position, but they don't like to practice it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just preaching. And maybe they like pray by themselves because that's like an easy way to do. But they're not like out there helping people like Jesus would have, you know. They're kind of doing it for selfish reasons only. And I think this could also translate to almost everything else, you know, like... I mean, people just doing things because it makes them seem like good people. But in reality, it's just because they want to have that like recognition from society and not actually because they want to make a change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Like people who say they're feminists, but they've never done anything like they, they've never done anything to like help that cause. And it doesn't have to be huge. It could be just like if someone is saying something misogynistic, you call them out or, you know, they never do. I don't know. It's just. Things like that. Or if you are calling yourself a feminist, but you're calling like other girls like sluts or something. It's like you just want to like look cool to call yourself a feminist, but you're not actually practicing what you preach. Yeah, exactly. About an hour later, a Samaritan was walking down the road with his donkey. He saw the dying man on the... <laughs> was it that funny? I mean, it's a funny animal. I don't know. I just remembered I had a dream about a donkey the other day, which is so weird. Like, I don't think about donkeys ever, so I have no idea how it, like, came to my dream. And even in my dream, I was surprised. I was like, a donkey? Like, I forgot they exist. I don't know. Anyway. I mean, okay. Sorry about that. Um. About an hour later, a Samaritan was walking down the road with his donkey. He saw the dying man on the ground and ran over to him right away. At this time in history, the Jews were known to dislike Samaritans and treat them badly. But the Samaritan did not care about that at this moment. He just saw a human being who needed help. He tried to tend to the injured man and gathered some oil and wine to pour on the wounds. The injured man tried to stop the Samaritan from using expensive remedies, but the Samaritan said, at this moment, it's your injuries that matter, not money. Period. Ooh. <laughs> It's funny because I know that like rubbing alcohol is like cleansing, but wine is like a wine and oil. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't know if I want that poured into like a wound. Oh my god! <laughs> Imagine like red wine in your wound. Oh, that just feels wrong. <laughs> or just like oil, and like if you just are wounded and like full of dirt, maybe because like you're on the ground and stuff, like you're just like sticky and wounded. <laughs> 
But I mean, at least from what it sounds like mm-hmm. to the naked eye, this is all about humans over profit. Yeah. That's what I took from oh, it. Oh, for sure. Because he was like, don't use your expensive stuff on me. I'm dying. And he was like, I don't care about money right now. <laughs> that is selfless. That is beautiful. I don't know if I would do that for a random person on the street. Let's be real. I don't think I would. <laughs> so if you walked into the street completely alone and someone was like dying in the corner. Okay, and you if they were dying, dying <laughs> I would do something. But um, if they just had a little wound and then I would have to spend all my expensive oils on it, like all my money, would I do it? If they were dying, yeah. And if I knew I could save them. But if it's just a little injury, I would be like, I'll help you, but I can't help you financially. <laughs> if they could walk it off they need to do that (laughs) is that what you mean (laughs) yeah i would like google where the nearest hospital is or something and then help them i mean it was a little hard because it seems like they're in the desert or something like that like a yeah it seemed like a long walk because i was on google maps um between those two places and it was like a 15 hour walk jesus yeah okay in the desert it's a different world like i feel like there you would help any human that you see I don't know why I said I won't help him. <laughs> but in like other nature areas? Yeah. If it's like it. a forest, then no. <laughs> but a desert, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if you're like stranded somewhere and there's only one other human, like, of course you're going to help them. I don't know why, but I, in my mind, I was just thinking about like the Berlin streets and like you see a lot of homeless people and how many times do I help them? Like, n- never, you know? <laughs> Which is bad, but I'm just saying that this Samaritan person is it's cool it was also just a very different time because now we have so many helping remedies like a phone that we can call for help or it just it's just hard to imagine like an uncivilized you know and you don't have any of the modern equipments it's a completely different world i think yeah let's let's continue was it a scam or was he actually a good person The Samaritan continued to tend to the man's wounds and helped him to get to a nearby shelter, where he could rest up and recover. The Samaritan went into an inn and secured the man a room and said to the inn owner, let him stay here until he is well, here is money for the stay and for his food. The Samaritan helped the man into his room and said, it's now time for me to leave, get well soon. The injured man didn't know how to thank him, but the Samaritan just said, you don't have to thank me, I just did what the Lord wanted me to do. That is so cute it's like karma <laughs> I, th- I feel like bible is implying here that karma exists <laughs> I don't know. two minutes ago you're like i would not help a dying <laughs> <Yeah>. person in- <laughs> but if it's for and good then, karma then I, I will <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i the notes i wrote here when i just like read that passage or well i didn't read the passage this is my own mm-hmm. <laughs> interpretation um it was like hard for me to kind of like truly understand that someone was like selfless and empathetic (laughs) to a stranger because i feel like we are suspecting each other all the time for being like trying to fool us because it does happen a lot like people are scamming others a lot just because they want money or something (laughs) like so it's hard to believe that like someone would have like genuine intentions we either think oh they want to scam us for money they want to harm us they want to kill us (laughs) Honestly, because I feel like sometimes when people act like selfless and whatever, it's really about their ego, you know, and it's they want this like moral 
superior superiority to like feel good about themselves because they're doing this good thing you know and i feel like it's not even about genuine help and it's like they want to they want to feel like they're a good person um so it's like so i feel like it's so rare to see people like actually do something just out of like kindness and just because they really want to and it's not about feeling better as a person or something no i 100 agree i i feel the same because I guess it's just because if people do something selflessly and just because they are a good person, we don't hear about it because they're not going to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's maybe why we don't see it. Um, because, I don't know, it's kind of like if people are donating money and they have to show that they donate money, it's like, mm, did you do it because you actually want to help the co- core cause? Or because you want people to think, wow, she's helping a cause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're still helping the cause, but at the same time, it just feels like different when you like want validation from it as well. And I feel like people usually also don't admit that they want validation. But yeah, I don't know. But I I do believe in like good karma, <laughs> not in a in a way that like it's exactly like karma, you know, like a magical power. But I I I don't know. I feel like if people do good things for me, it also encourages me to like do good things to other people and then i just i just feel like it it comes around even if it doesn't it's just it's just inspiring when people are kind you know yeah no i i, I believe it must come around because if you keep putting out good energy and you keep treating people nicely and well and you know help people out and all that it must come back because i feel like otherwise that would be that would be so unlucky because if you like the opposite if you're like a really like mean and just bitter person people are not going to want to like do anything to you anyways so or if you're out there doing bad things to people or like praying for someone's downfall it's like what kind of person are you like that's you're not gonna get good things yourself i don't know i really believe in karma too yeah and i think it also like ties down to like self-love and stuff because whenever I feel like I love myself and I'm in a good place and I feel content that's when I also feel the most like sharing it and I feel like doing things to others just like out of like inspiration I'm like oh I want to like help this person or I don't know like it's just it just comes naturally in that point and I yeah and also I think that's why like if people do like good things for me then I feel more content and then I want to like share it forward as well mm-hmm. <laughs> and also wait i just have to say that um like clarify what i said before <laughs> it's not that i don't <laughs> care about people who are like homeless or like i'm not willing to share <laughs> i think that was just i i what i was thinking was just like do i actually like give stuff to homeless people all the time like i don't you know but it doesn't mean that i like feel no empathy for them or something like that's not it like i i worry about people all the time but i'm just saying like i i don't take a lot of action which i probably should you know (laughs) yeah this is a this is maybe an inspiring story for all of us (laughs) yeah (laughs) to to go there um yeah i think taking action can also be overwhelming sometimes because we're we have access to everything that's wrong in the world (laughs) so it's like it makes it hard to kind of take action locally i feel like but i i think that's probably the most efficient if we want to take like do make a change there's like local charity work 
Or I think sometimes, honestly, helping people that you know could be a good start. I don't know. If you don't have much, like, energy or, yeah, like, yeah, energy to do a lot of, like, charity work for strangers, you could help people who you know are in need in your life. Like, if someone is, like, really struggling with something random, you could, like, help them out with, like, practical things in their life. I don't know. <laughs> Make their doctor's appointments or something. I think it's also okay to have times on and off where you are like out. I mean, yeah, you can help people like in your personal life what whenever you can. And then beyond that, I feel like it's okay that it's like an on and off thing because sometimes you have it in you or you ha it's like in your reach to do it. And then other times it just isn't. But no, honestly, I, I would honestly love to do charity work. Uh, I think it's great. I've done it before, but I've <laughs> it's been a while. And I think it's just, I think it's, It's a meaningful thing to do. And there are many ways to do it that's not like super time consuming. And I think it's yeah. like best to pick a cause that really like speaks to you and you like feel it in your heart that this is important to you instead of just going with everything out of guilt. <laughs> yeah, like doing it because you know someone who's doing that and then you feel guilty for not doing the same that they're doing or something. But honestly, that's a goal this year. I, I do want to do charity work. It, locally, I don't want to go to... An African country and like work in an orphanage and then afterwards be like you children changed my life and then leave them and give them abandonment issues <laughs> you know because that's also a little bit like is that a good Samaritan moment <laughs> no I don't think so because you're doing it for your own sake yeah and the good Samaritan here he was just living his life and he was just going about his day and then he stumbled upon someone who needed help so he wasn't going out of his way to find injured people he just met someone on his way and then helped him on his way And he only took out some time of his day, like some hours of his day and like some money and stuff like that. But he helped how he could. But it was like not ruining his own life. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't... Not that you're ruining your own life if you're going to a country in Africa. To, like, But it's just... It's not... I feel like oftentimes it's like more selfish because you just want to find yourself. And you're doing it on behalf of like people who really need help. But yeah, I guess the Samaritan guy is just like, he just helped people who need help, who he's like meeting randomly. And I don't know, I just saw this uh, digital nomad <laughs> video today and how they're like, they go to these different places and then they don't pay taxes to that place, first of all. And then a lot of these countries have like, or cities have like housing crisis because of the digital nomads. And then they will like post pictures on Instagram of like, oh my God, I met these like Mexican poor kids or something like this helped me so much. Like, I don't know, this expanded <laughs> my heart or like whatever. And then it's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, and it's such like condescending attitude towards them as well. Yeah. It's like these little poor kids like helped me become a kinder person. It's just, it's just so egoistic. Like, uh, it's just disgust me so much. That kind of stuff um they just appreciate like freedom and whatever but they really don't give a shit about the impact they have like around them you know it's more about my freedom and my spiritual expansion or <laughs> i don't know my life i think that's so interesting because i feel like a few years ago like people started like being digital nomads and were like And we're like, this is the future and stuff like that. But it's true. It's kind of like ruining for like the locals a little bit. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm living in this paradise and you can do it too. Like, no, maybe we shouldn't do that. Like, 
you're living in someone else's paradise and creating a house in crisis and not even paying taxes to that country. Go on holiday there instead and <laughs> help tourism a little bit or something. Like, Yeah. Jesus finished the story and then asked, do you now know who your neighbor is? The man who asked the question said, the Samaritan, because he had compassion. Jesus said, you're right. Even though the priest is the one who serves God, he was indifferent to the man's pain. And even the Levite, whose job is to work in God's house, didn't care either, added the man. <laughs> Moral of the story, if you want to go to heaven for eternity, love God with your whole being and love your neighbors as you love yourself. That's what Jesus said. Aww. I mean, basically, Jesus said that your neighbor is not the people who don't give a shit. Yeah. So I guess he's saying, like, you don't have to love them. <laughs> Or what? Like, because he was like, "Do you know who your neighbor is?" And then he's like, "Yeah, the Samaritan." And they're like, "Yeah, not the priest." So I thought you were supposed to love everyone, but the neighbor is maybe just someone who is on the same path as you, I guess. But this also like criticizes him to the priest again, and being like, "I mean, you should have loved your neighbor." Yeah, but the priest did not see the like man as his neighbor, I guess. Because he was like, my, I don't know, appointment is more important or something. And you know, this reminds me of like those spiritual people <laughs> who are like, who love like toxic positivity and stuff like that, where they just, they focus so positively <laughs> on everything that then like, they don't see that people around them are suffering. Like they don't, they don't even want to see that. It, it, like, it's just so toxic. It's just reminded me of that. Yeah, I'll, I hate toxic positivity. Like, it's not wrong to have bad, like, or like negative feelings. It's fine as long as you're not dwelling on them for too long. But if you feel it and like just, yeah, and it's true. I think it like makes people unable to like see that people are suffering. Yeah, and they get so out of touch with reality. I think, and then they don't see other people suffering and stuff. And it's like, it doesn't go away. Like, the other people's suffering don't go away just because you don't see it, you know? <laughs> but now you're just, like, completely blind to it. For what? Like, I don't know. But I feel like if you are in a toxic positivity bubble, like, eventually you must burst. Like, something will happen that will, like, shake your world a little bit because, like, that just happens to all of us once in a while. And it's like, I don't know. Then it's, like, just so hard to stick to it. Like, everything happens for a reason. And then <laughs> yeah. you're just... I don't know. Yeah. I, I oof, don't want to be positive all the time. No. It's exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. And that's why I love to watch people like HRH Collection on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> because she's just like not ever positive. It's It releases like tension to yeah. <laughs> listen to her. I still dream about doing like a rage ritual. I just haven't found like the right place to do it. Like even if I would just... I don't know, like beat my bed or something and just like scream. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like that would feel so good afterwards. But um, my walls are thin. So I don't want to do that. I want to also like scream. I don't think I've ever fucking screamed in my life. Like a real scream. Really? I mean, maybe on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I really can't remember screaming for so many years. Like, And I'm so scared because... Sometimes when I'm done acting and they want me to like scream, I'm like, that's what I'm most nervous about. You're like, no way. 
it stresses yeah it really stresses me out if it's like a really like screamy character i'm like i can't do this but i think it's just like a like a mental block of like we're just not used to like being that crazy like that quote-unquote i think the last time i screamed was on like a student film and it's always so cringy like i don't know in the moment i'm like okay i need to like not be embarrassed about this to be able to do it but then like before doing it and afterwards i'm just so embarrassed like it's so humiliating (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i don't know why it's just screaming but like then you hear your own voice oh uh, like yeah but it could be fun to like really have a but i feel like it would have to be built up like maybe like throw some things and i i I saw like on tiktok or something like there was like a a place that was like an anger release place that you could just go smash like porcelain and stuff um or like a place where you could like like have hammer and just like break cars yeah i've heard of those places I would love that. But my favorite witch online, her name is Mia Magic. Um, I just saw her on this YouTube video where she was like doing a rage ritual and just like screaming and beating her pillow for like a really long time to get it all out. And then afterwards, just like ugly crying, like crying it all out. And then once like she got everything out, then she was just like doing this like kind of like a meditation or this like self-love affirmations and whatever and i was like oh my god like i need that so bad you know like letting everything out and then being like okay i'm great (laughs) you know yeah because i feel like there are things stored yeah exactly because i don't most people are not raging so i feel like which is a good thing like i would be scared if people started like raging but maybe it's just good on your own time to like really release it but it's just like how do i even get there i don't think i've ever been on that like level like even if i'm fighting with people i never like scream but it's it's so interesting how the body like stores all that stuff and i I started doing this course like this hip release course (laughs) where you just do this like very gentle like hip movements and then it creates like an emotional release which is so crazy and yeah i recommend that kind of stuff for everyone especially because i feel like i've done a lot of therapy i mean not that much but i've been in therapy and but then at some point like that's just not enough like you need to like you need like a bodily release yeah honestly i feel like sometimes um like talk therapy is just not the most holistic way to go about it because mind and body are connected so we need to involve the body more but it's like we can't think away our bad experiences yeah and there's a lot of like new studies that like psychotherapy that combines like the usual (laughs) psychotherapy with some like bodily stuff like that is so much more effective than normal but it just takes a while for the world to catch up and for like psychologists to get like trained in that stuff and that to become normal but it's already been like proven that that's a lot more effective but yeah again i have no sources but just trust me (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no it sounds just interesting and exciting because now that we both try talk therapy um it's just like maybe fun to try another solution (laughs) or so just for fun (laughs) or i mean yeah i mean it has like worked partly like talk therapy there's like tools but i think like a bad part of it is like it just gets you too much in your head about things things and it would be nice to like get more in connection with the body as well 
And I'm super intrigued by like people going out to do these other like, spiritual rituals, like outside, like full moon rituals or like these types of things. I think it's so cool. Anyway, I don't know why we started talking about the the, the therapy because <laughs> it's not relevant. Like it's not related to the story. Yeah, <laughs> there was no rage in it. There's just just I don't know. It just happened. I but I think know. it's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's just how we we do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But honestly, I think this story was like interesting because it's just about, you know, kind of like charity work, but just from a different perspective. Then I don't know. It kind of is like, but it's not charity work in like an organized way. This is just about strangers helping strangers that are in need, which is cool. I agree. I don't know why I just have such a pet peeve for people doing it for selfish reasons. Like helping people for selfish reasons. It's just like a pet peeve. I don't know. I understand. Like I feel the same. It just like bothers me when someone is like doing charity work, but you just know it's not because they want to help. It's because like they want to tell people they do charity work <laughs> uh, or like post it on Instagram or something. It just... I mean, it still helps to people who need help, but at the same time, it's just, I guess it confirms this idea that we're like, people are just selfish, you know, like it just confirms that because even when you're trying to help people, you're doing it for your own sake. So I guess that may- maybe that's why it feels icky. It's like, okay, there's no hope. But the, but the thing is like, I also don't want to be too critical about it because I mean, any help is help. Like it's, it's better to help than to not help. But I don't know why it just annoys me so much. But and also I don't want to like start policing like Instagram because I think it's good to like share these things and you know spread awareness and like I don't want anyone to feel like oh if I share this charity thing then I'm being like egoistical or something or like like that's also not good. Like I think it's totally good to share stuff on Instagram and whatever. I don't know, but it's still just it's just my soul when people <laughs> yeah when it's not people that they do it it's how they do it. <laughs> yeah yeah when it's about like the ego <sighs> i don't know we all have ego though like so no judgment but like <laughs> yeah i mean it, it i mean it is smart like sometimes to like share it because you could maybe inspire people to help in ways that they didn't know they could before you know like maybe they weren't aware this was like a a way to do it or i don't know i guess my problem is when people really start like shaming other people for not helping enough or like whenever there's any issue in the world and then they come at you like you're so privileged and white and rich and you should be like fixing this issue and it's like okay like okay but there's so many fucking things around the world and you can't just blame like everything on one individual and being like you should be doing more i don't know it's like oh okay (laughs) yeah no i agree because it doesn't make the problem worse or I mean, it it does help if you help, but at the same time, it's policing is just like a waste of energy because it's not going to help the problem anyways. So instead, if people are upset that no one is helping, like they should just like lead by example, I think. And it's also a slightly like, I'm not saying these people are narcissists, <laughs> but it's like slightly narcissistic to be like, other people should do what I want them to do like other people should because the thing is like you you can't control what people do like you can never control other people even if you want them to do good or what you think is the right thing it's just 
not in your control, you know? Um, 100%. And it's, uh, yeah, I hate when it, you can, like, sense that people are trying to control others yeah. a little bit. It's like, just because you found, like, salvation in doing one thing or, like, whatever, it doesn't mean that everyone needs to find that same salvation, kind of. And it's, like, different people might be doing something else that they are not doing that's also helping. That they're, you know, it's, like... I don't know, like for environmental things, like maybe one person is like, you know, being vegan, for example, which is really a big help. And then other people are maybe like only buying like secondhand, but should they fight each other? Yeah. <laughs> Because they're both like doing something like kind of big. Yeah. I don't know. And I often feel like I'm not doing enough, but then it's like, I don't know. I also had a really interesting conversation with my mom about this. Like we talked about the war And I was like, you know, it gives me so much anxiety that there is a war. Like, as for everyone, I feel like everyone has been, like, so upset about it, obviously. Um, but then, like, she was just like, you know, you can't take this on your shoulders. You know what I mean? And she was also saying, like, there has always been war and life still, like, continues. I mean, maybe it sounds, like, really rough, but that's just how it is. And, like, I don't know, even, like my grandparents like they also had to like go to school while, while there was war or like right after the war when everyone was like traumatized and everything was like so shitty but then you just you just have to live your life as well like you can't like evolve your life around the war because that's also not good like if there's war in one place and then like it shouldn't ruin the whole world <laughs> and that doesn't mean that you don't have empathy for them or that you don't want to help them like of course but You don't have to make it your whole life if you don't if you don't want to, <laughs> you know. And it also doesn't help necessarily if if you're just spending time thinking about it and worrying about it. That doesn't help anyways. And yeah, you need to fill up your own cup first. And I, I remember I read like a interview or something from some old lady. I don't remember who she was. Something, someone famous. <laughs> and um, like in Denmark or something. And she was like young during the Second World War. And then it was like a question about like, how was it being young during the war? And she was like, well, I still partied and stuff. We're still young. Yeah. <laughs> so even though, you know, it was a hard time for everyone and people were, you know, like the men were sent out in on battlefields and stuff like that, you still would make the most out of your youth just working around it but i feel like it was almost easier back then because you didn't have like access to the news as much like you could listen to the radio a couple of times a day or something so you wouldn't be like encouraged constantly to like you have to do more yourself or i don't know it's a tough one <laughs> just always trash talk social media I know. a little bit <laughs> even though like I'm like one of the biggest consumers of social media. It's like Same. full on have an addiction. So like, but um, I can still judge it. Honestly, social media just like a side note. I was listening listening to the radio yesterday, and I I didn't like pay so much attention, but I just heard that they talked about social media, like something about oh we always try to look a certain way on social media, and I'm just like we always talk about social media in negative ways. I feel like everywhere, like we do it whenever I hear like the news talk about social media it's always in like a kind of a negative light like why do we all hate it and still use it it's like it's kind of like the same with drugs like we know it's negative for us in the long run but i honestly think 
it should be banned <laughs> like it, no, it's kind of like kind of like drugs and stuff it's just like it's not healthy like that's the only way i'm gonna stop using social media is that if the government like bans it um <laughs> because i'm too addicted you know it's so hard or there should be a limit like 30 minutes a day and that's enough and then like your phone just like shuts off or something it shuts off your internet um because <laughs> like i don't know i'm not gonna do it myself i've tried and it's been unsuccessful <laughs> every time um so i feel like the government should control me in that way there should be laws <laughs> it's just hard because like we can't even just go out and buy a flip phone because we need things like google maps and our emails on our phones and stuff like that it just would be cool if we could have a phone that couldn't have social media but could just have like i don't know like spotify or something <laughs> like i still want that but it's so hard yeah and like social media has like the good things it's like you can connect with people around the world you can get information but it should be just limited you know <laughs> you can do that connection part in like 30 minutes a day and then more than that is just addiction (laughs) (laughs) no it is so hard like i i mean i two episodes ago was like i'm on a break from social media and then like the day after i like uploaded eight tiktoks (laughs) me too like i've been doing those breaks like for two years now it's like i'm going on a break (laughs) like deleting social media and then being back more addicted than ever <laughs> and telling everyone about it yeah. like oh my god i'm clean for two days and, yeah and counting <laughs> and it's like i feel so good without it <laughs> and then immediately going back <laughs> and people are like why did you download it again yeah. it's like um and then all the excuses come out yeah it's like um i don't know i i feel like this is like a really creative place for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so uh it's I feel like for maybe both of us, eventually we're just going to delete it for life. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because it can't keep going on like this. You know, controversial opinion. I kind of wish that we had a dictator who was like a really good person who really cared about everyone. And they would just be like, you know what? Here's a social media limit. Um, you all need to go to the nature every single day. Like just putting these like really strict rules for everyone. But then the rules would be like really good for us. That kind of that's the kind of dictator that I want, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like right now we do have free will to just do that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how. Like, my free will is weak. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It it requires a lot of self discipline because it is addictive. Like you know, it's not like I'm addicted to reading books. It's something I enjoy, but it's like I kind of have to like make myself go there. But with like my phone, it's just like it's all of a sudden inside my hand. Yeah, and I feel like the problem is that. The only way to really break the addiction is to go off completely and do it for like a longer period of time. But then that comes with the price that um, you're not caught up with different things and you can't follow your friends on social media and stuff, um, which feels like a huge loss. Yeah, that's the thing. And then maybe it would be we would just learn to like contact them outside of Instagram DMs. Or, like, the only form of communication wouldn't be through, like, replying to each other's stories or something. And then we would have to, like, catch up with them, like, what they've done since we last saw them. Instead of just, like, already knowing (laughs) because we've seen their posts. Um, Because I feel like I am so active sometimes that, like, all my friends, they, they know what I'm doing. Because I'm, like, telling them via, like, 
social media and it's just it's kind of like there's no mystery left um but yeah no i agree i think the only way to break it is just like really get off of it for a long time but then even like then should you get on it again because like if someone is a alcoholic you wouldn't be like okay don't drink for a year but then after you can start (laughs) you wouldn't say that you would say like maybe just don't ever drink again if you can't control it and for what i've heard from like alcoholics that it's easier to just completely go off instead of being like oh i'll have like one beer once a week because then you're like "Hmm, maybe should i have a second one or like there's so much anxiety around that one drink so it's like so much easier and like peaceful to just completely go off and know that i'm never drinking again because then you don't have to think about it like you made that decision and it's so clear but i feel like with social media that's hard to be like i'm going completely completely off yeah it feels impossible i mean when i talk about social media i mean tiktok and instagram yeah i don't have a problem with facebook (laughs) i don't have a problem with like youtube youtube i feel like it's just like netflix just but just personal people who yeah i love youtube still like i love youtube even though it's maybe like a kind of an old form of social media or whatever but it's like i think it's coming back because people want long-form content yeah my recommendations are he told me Mojikuchukcha. <laughs> I can't pronounce her name. <laughs> but she uh, brings me peace whenever I watch her. Kodiko. <laughs> I watch There's her a constantly. lot of good stuff yeah. on YouTube. And sometimes I, I love... just watch like old Frenemies compilations, which is... I don't know, but... <laughs> it's really entertaining. It's so entertaining. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff. I love, yeah, like HRH collection. I love um, a YouTuber called Kristen Leo. Do you also follow her? no she makes like a lot of oh like, wait she's, yeah she's so good is she the one who's greek yeah, yeah i like her so i much. love her videos yeah they're super high like quality and she's yeah. just really funny and okay yeah, this really is going good. so off topic but <laughs> she had a really great video where she went to like this greek um like reality show or, like a fashion designer show or something yeah. this was a, a while ago um, but yeah. it was so interesting to see her perspective afterwards and how she told like how everything was edited and because she was there to like support like sustainable fashion and stuff and that that was her thing and then they started like criticizing her for it and and how she's doing the sustainable thing wrong and then she was like her arguments back were just completely cut off the show and she was made look so bad for like being like this fake sustainable girl when like she was trying to say that like if you already own clothes like use the clothes you already own um and then they were criticizing her for like oh you have like h&m you're trying to be sustainable and then her argument back was like yeah i've worn this for 10 years you know before i even started the sustainable thing but then all of that was cut out and i don't know it changed my perspective on reality shows (laughs) because they do like (laughs) edit it um in a way that you don't even realize that they might be edited badly you know what i mean because they want a certain like i don't know they want to go in a certain direction yeah but no she's so good there's so many we could do a whole uh like next for next um, week's um episode we could do like a our youtube recommendations yeah also <laughs> or something also i just realized when i said hitomi mochi i was so disrespectful just like saying her name like that and be like Haha, i don't know but I- <laughs> But her name Rude, is... you're editing this. You you can edit out if you say something. But then it's going to be funny if I'm just like, Kodiko, like, that's my only recommendation. <laughs> so so I'm so sorry I said it like that. Um, But her name is like Hitomi Mochitsuki. Something like that. 
<sighs> anyway, I love her. Um, <laughs> what is the their um, like videos? Uh, okay, you must you must send it. So <laughs> I can run over. I'll yeah, maybe I'll just put it on our Instagram or something when we post. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, but yeah, she does videos about like. There, a lot of them are just like vlogs and she's like a very spiritual girly but I feel like it's in a very non-toxic way and she's just very she's just very peaceful and she's a yogi as well and um, she talks a lot about like connection and she's been very open about her like um, eating disorder journey and like anxiety journey I guess and how she's been like healing those things but also how she like still struggles with some stuff and She's just very open and, but also like spiritual, <laughs> in like a nice way. I don't know. Yeah, YouTube is, is is so much nicer. It is, and then I watch a lot of Eurovision compilations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, YouTube is just like I think fun and chill because there's not as much like interactions. I think maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I mean there are comments, but people don't comment as much as they do at like other places. No, not anymore. So you don't get as many opinions. Yeah. And I feel like YouTube is, like, very supportive these days. Also, oh my god, one more recommendation. I can't believe I forgot to say, but Sarah Baska. Oh my god, I've literally watched all of her videos. She is the funniest person I know. And all her videos just put me in a good mood. And she does, like, story times. And, yeah, Sarah Baska, <laughs> go watch her videos. Yeah, anyway. Honestly, maybe we should do a challenge of, like, no social media with... Besides posting on the Instagram yeah. for Bible Girlies <laughs> for a week. Oh my god. If we do it together, maybe it's going to be easier because then we can keep each other account- accountable. Yeah, we should do that. I'm like Let's scared. Let's do like no, no, <laughs> no Instagram and TikTok besides if we do it for the podcast oh for my god. a week. Should we do it for next week? Yeah, so that next time we record, we can talk about our experience a little bit in the end. <sighs> Let's break this addiction. Like, maybe that could be, like, a fun way to, like, go back to the first episodes. We just, like, trash talk social media. And then, like, eventually we, we might get out of it. Couldn't that be? Maybe it's easier to do it with people than we, like, have only done it alone then. Oh, my God. I'm so scared. But, <laughs> but yeah, let's do it. Starting from tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's start from tomorrow. And then next time we record, we will have, like, been without it for, like, some days. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe i'm doing this this was actually spontaneous to our listeners like actually like i'm i'm shooketh that i'm i'm doing this but i'm doing this <laughs> honestly maybe that could be fun like if like, it has nothing to do with the bible but we could just like sometimes do a like a personal challenge and then we could like yeah update it because it's like a journey as well <laughs> okay i'll wait okay. out tiktok and instagram and ig <laughs> ig okay well that's a cliffhanger honestly <laughs> That is a cliffhanger, so next time you'll hear how our experience was. Yeah. Maybe we're gonna extend it. We'll we'll see. We can talk about our feelings. Maybe we can like write down like the next few days, like every time we feel a certain way about it. Like journaling a little bit. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a good idea. I'll start like journaling and then we can read our funniest bits from the journal. Yeah. <laughs> like I have an urge to Look up Love Island contestants. <laughs> exciting. Oh my god, exciting. Okay, well... I guess that's okay, I think it for the episode. 
I think so. Um, I hope you like this little story about being nice to people. Follow your heart and love yourself. And go off social media. You're a bad yeah, person like if us. you're there. Yeah, honestly. Because <laughs> we aren't on there either. So. Now we're like immediately like, social media is so bad for you. And I don't use social media personally. <laughs> we're going to be so like, like holy next week. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, we feel so much better and life quality is higher. Yeah. Okay, anyway, <laughs> see you next week. Comment on things on our Instagram week. and stuff. We won't see it because we're not going to be there. Yeah. But. <laughs> we'll see it later. <laughs> um. Email us. We, we are not off emails. Yeah. At biblegirlies.gmail.com Yeah. Send us emails. Actually, that would be so funny. Just send us, like, whatever emails you like. Yeah. I don't even think it's... I think it's biblegirliespodcast okay we'll, we will put our gmail in our bio yeah or in the description and bio yeah yeah you'll find it okay okay you'll find it if you try hard enough <laughs> okay <laughs> if you really want to send us an email you need to work for it <laughs> really find the email from somewhere <laughs> yeah one of our 54 followers <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're counting on you um <laughs> okay so yeah And uh, yeah, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.